Hey there, Bogus listeners. You just slipped and fell on your ass on a brand new episode of the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, Bryce Shoemaker, a.k.a. B-Boy Bogus Bryce, looking at my best friend, Jamie Killsby, a.k.a. J-Dog. J-Dog. Okay, we're going to go J-Dog today. Okay. Uh, Hey, man. It's J-Dog. I'm here broadcasting from somewhere (laughs) over Spaceship Earth. On the I can see cast. you out there. Hello, hello. It's hello, lonely hello. up here. It's lonely. <laughs> That's gonna be my new intro. I'm I kind of like that. Hey, man, it's J Dog, broadcasting hey. for somewhere over Spaceship Earth. <laughs> there you go. You like it? Yeah, I do. It kind of sounds like Art Bell a little bit. I kind of like that. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Right? Or is yeah, he, R.I.P. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. It's very true. King King Alien Wizard. There you go. Yeah. King Alien Wizard. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should use that. Anyway, so today on the Bogus Cast, we're doing things a little different. We're spicing things up in the bed here. Can you explain why it's so different, Jamie? What instead of logging on. To the Forever Bogus Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, what we normally do here on the show is we pick a subject topic that's interesting to us. We do a shit ton of research and we spit it out at you. Um, <laughs> that's uh, about right. Whether yeah. it's a full hour of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater history or a full hour of our favorite <laughs> Halloween commercials, usually we hyper-focus on one topic. But there's so many things that we'd love to talk about that just can't fill up a full hour. Uh, so we're going to take all these bite-sized little episode uh, yeah, ideas for episodes ideas and, and put them together. Yeah, some uh, bite-sized nostalgia. Yeah, bite-sized nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're gonna call it our in-betweeners. So <laughs> now, wiener, like Wienerville, like oh yes, hot dog wieners. Because I could do five minutes on that. Um, <laughs> of course, you yeah. could. You could do probably three hours on Wienerville. Let's be oh, serious. Yeah. I actually met him, but we'll get into that. Oh, um, I love. Did him. I ever tell you that? I ever tell you I met him? I know you told me that you got a hat. The hat looked rad, so I just yeah. assumed. I met that Mark Wiener as a kid. The hat actually have an autograph hat from Mark Wiener. That didn't come until later in life. It was a gift from my wife. Um, Aww, how sweet. But yeah, so this is, uh, you guys have logged into the Forever Bogus podcast. In Betweener number one. I've got something on my mind and I wanna, I'm going to start with a question. And this is a very okay. hard question oh, gosh, to answer. Okay. So don't okay. think too hard. Nobody's going to crucify you for this. Okay. Because um, I have a bit of a hypothesis. Okay. Mm, I like where this is going. Okay. Lay it on me, J-Dog. All right. On your deathbed, you got 30 seconds to go. Somebody's writing your biography. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. You have 25 seconds know. to live. I, I'm I'm probably gonna have to go with Home Alone or Blank Check. Cool, I don't cool, know. Cool, cool. That's a really right, no, weird that's it, thing. That's but that's what comes up to mind. It's really really difficult to answer, and I didn't expect to have it. And that might not even be the right answer because it's, it's so it's hard. Not. <laughs> um, but let's just take that as an answer. If you had to say, okay. Now, okay. I'm gonna ask you one. This one's a little bit easier. Okay. What movie do you think you've seen the most in your life? 
Oh man, that's Home Alone for sure. That okay. or the first TMNT movie. Okay, okay. Probably the first TMNT movie. I have to say, I've, I watched it like probably probably at least three times a month as a kid, and then uh, at least once a month growing up. So that's thirty years of TMNT, right? That's there. a lot of it, and we just that's passed the uh, the anniversary. We did. Yep. Yeah, thirty fucking years. Jesus thirty Christ. years, man. Can you believe it? Anyway, so th- that this kind of ties in to my hypothesis. My hypothesis okay. is that a lot of times your favorite of a thing your favorite movie, your favorite video game, your favorite toy, your favorite board game. Mm -hmm. They're not always the thing that you've interacted the most with. Sure. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. I guess my favorite movie might be like Troll 2. Uh, (laughs) Okay. uh, And, but I think I've seen Beethoven the most amount of times out of any movie. Honestly, does not surprise me, (laughs) (laughs) J-Dog. It does not. You're a big David and Company fan and you love that dog, man. You love love that dog. Uh, I love big dogs. Uh, (laughs) But so, yeah. So, on the back of that, instead of talking about movies, I wanted to briefly talk about um, you know I love action figures to this day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But my favorite ones aren't necessarily the ones that I always carried around with me. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know that happened. But uh, so I have three in memory that I carried on me always, like between certain ages. I mean, it did stop around fourth grade because, you know, that's like getting beat up time. So, but, so when, um, when you mean like carry around with you, you mean like having it in your pocket and your backpack at all times? Yeah. Or like when you yeah. moved or went to college or something, you still held on to them? Oh, oh well, I have a few that – you know, stayed with me it, like that sense, moved around with me to different apartments and stuff like that. But I mean, okay. as a kid, when I was in elementary school, I always had it in my pocket or my backpack. That or is like amazing. That. We would have been best friends. But okay, give me three action figures that you did carry around at so all I'm, times. So I'm going to start uh, with the one that I think I had the most deep connection with. Um, and it's such a weird, I've actually never told anyone about this. It's not, you know, it's not like weird or anything, but it's just something I've never <laughs> talked about. Um, okay. Not even your wife? <laughs> no, because it's just never, it's so hard to explain. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So back in 1996, I saw a commercial for a movie called Solo. Okay. And it is a Terminator ripoff. Um, starring, uh, what's this guy's name? Mario, uh... Oh boy! Oh, Mario Van Peebles um, doesn't okay. ring a bell, but okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so on board Solo, here. 1996, board. Mario Van Peebles. He was a Terminator ripoff, but he was this cool black dude, and he was so much cooler than Arnold. And to this day, <laughs> I've never seen the movie. I, but I, really? I, the, I was obsessed the moment I saw the commercial. I was fucking okay, obsessed. I was like, okay. "This is rad! It's it's Terminator, but he's like a cool black dude. I fucking love this." But they had toys. They had action figures of this movie. They don't. And that's that's the next step. Okay. Is I just recently got the whole line of figures from Congo, and okay. <laughs> there was a bald dude that looked a lot like uh, Solo. Solo. Okay. Okay. And so I decided that that figure was going to be Solo from then on out, and I carried him fucking everywhere, dude. <laughs> just because of that reason? Because you thought Solo was badass? Yeah, I thought he was super cool, and I was like, one day I'm going to see that movie, and it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> one day. At this point, Did you have any friends that, that watched Solo, or any friends that no. you would brag to about the figure? No, but like, if I was hanging out with my cousin playing action figures, all of his got the shit kicked out of him by Solo. That's <laughs> because for sure. of Solo. Like the to- I, I, play- I carried him around so much, and played with him so much, that all of his limbs were com- really floppy, like when you moved him around, because they were bending <laughs> so much so they he, he I had some like you that, couldn't yes. pose him if you stood him up he <laughs> folded Fall and right fell over. over he kicked too much ass that's why he, i kept him in my pocket <laughs> I, when i took him to school we i actually 
at that age, 96, um, my family never took big trips, but we took a really big trip that year to Mexico and he came to Mexico with me. Um, <laughs> he's been everywhere. He's been in the ocean. He's been in lakes. He's been, wow. you know, so, you know, that's just something to think about this character from a movie that I've never saw and I was just obsessed with and I carried him everywhere. <laughs> Okay, um, all right. That's one of them. Solo. Number two solo. is, uh, number two. if you remember, there was a really cool McDonald's Spider-Man promo around the same time. Yes. Yeah. Some, like miniature figures. Yeah, they were about pose. like G.I. Joe scale, like three and three quarter yeah, scale. They're yeah, kind yes, of small, yes. limited articulation. But I had the Spider-Man and I loved it so much that I actually, whenever I had baseball practice, I would stuff him deep into the glove and I'd have him <laughs> with me out on the field. Um, Did that help you out? Was he like no, a, no, I was, a good luck charm or something? I was just as scared of the ball with him in there without it. <laughs> Don't be scared of the ball. <laughs> Look at I'm the ball. It's going to hit me in the too. eye. It's hard. <laughs> so I had Spider-Man in my glove. And uh, okay. lastly, um, I don't know, something about Captain Planet. Uh, I really liked it a lot. And it was another thing too. Like we didn't have the internet back then or, you uh-huh. know. So I couldn't really go on and say, like, let me see Captain Planet episode. So I never really like saw the show, but I had the toy and I was like, I know he flies <laughs> And I know he's like so. Wait, you, did you did you have Captain Planet the toy, or did yeah. you have a Captain Planet like one of the figures from the line? No, I had a legit Captain Planet figure from oh, okay, the Captain okay. Planet line, but I just never really saw the show. How did you acquire him then? Uh, did you but, ask your parents for it? Or? Yeah, my, I mean, I like uh, what we'll get into later. Another little piece I want to talk about is like when I was a kid, I didn't get into video games until like middle school. I had stuff around, but like I didn't really get into it until middle school. I was okay. all about action figures and. And so, like, they were pretty cheap. You know, you get a uh-huh. KB Toys, like, get a, a nice one for, like, three or bu- three bucks or something. Yeah, you could and spend dollars and come out with, like, almost a full line. Yeah. It was and amazing. My dad, I, he, he liked figures as a kid. So, he always – every payday, he picked me up one on the way home. I think I've mentioned that <laughs> on the cast yeah. before. Uh, so, yes. I, I just – I just have a huge collection of all these figures that at the time I didn't know who they were or what they were from, but I had a Captain Planet. I thought he was super rad. I knew enough from like the card art that he flew and was really strong. Sure. I loved it, but I never saw the show and I carried it around <laughs> forever because I thought he was so cool. He had a big green mullet and everything. Yes. Um, and then I saw the show and I was like, he's not that cool. So He's kind of lame. Yeah. He's so a lame I dude. He's only in like maybe, what, 20% of the entire episode? Yeah, and it's just these kids like <laughs> – Heart. I have the power of heart. Yeah. Hey. Well, that gets the shit kicked out of you uh, in New Jersey. So uh, don't don't brag on that too much. So that was the thing about Solo too. I don't want to see that. To this day, I don't want to see that movie because I spent years. And actually, you know how a year. I don't actually know how long I carried Solo around with me. But um, because you know how a year in a kid's eyes feels like a fucking decade. decade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like forever. It could have possibly been a year, maybe two years, but I just know that's the most like loved figure that I have. And he's not even from a movie I like or a character I like, (laughs) or he's not my favorite figure, but I just played with him so much and carried with him everywhere. So, okay. Well, I have to ask you, I have to ask you, uh, do you still have that figure? I do, yeah. Ah, oh, that is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I do you have it like posed in your collection or anything, or is it just kind of laying around in I storage? Do, it's, in a, it's in a storage, but like okay. as I was thinking about talking about this today, I was like, I got to display him somewhere, you know? Yeah, that's a great idea. Because I, I love the story behind it too. It's, just, yeah. it's so like, it's just heartwarming in a way. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Do you have uh, ones you carried with you as a kid? There were quite a few that I carried as a kid. Um, I was one of those that like, if I were going to, a relative's house or something or I'm going to be gone away from 
my toys for more than a day, I would take a full case. Oh wow! Like just just packed full of them, and like we'll we'll get into it a little later. But like I had some play sets as well that I would try to bring, but my parents would never let me bring them. But uh, when you first brought this up, one toy came to mind that I had from the moment I received it until now. Like I still have it, and I got it for Christmas. I think it was 1990 or 1991. But do you remember the um, Ninja Turtles that would transform transform from like a small turtle oh. into a an actual like <laughs> yeah. human teenage size yeah, turtle, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like I played with that all the time, and I took that pretty much everywhere. I remember having it in college. It's fucking rad. Yeah, girls that that would bring over would think it was really weird. I'm like, you don't understand no stick giving. <laughs> you don't understand. No, there was I dude. I, I again, I uh, apologies for the redundancy if I've mentioned this before on the cast because I, I I'm sure I have because it's a formative memory that I have. But <laughs> yeah. um, I grew up loving action figures like more than video games or anything, and that's how that's what I got into. And uh-huh. so there there's like if you're an action figure person you almost never really get out of it. Like I, I'm an adult and now I'm a collector. I look for vintage yeah. stuff and all that. And as a teenager, I was still into it, but it's, that <laughs> is a dangerous place to be into it. Like it's kind of taboo. It's yes, really weird. Yes. You can be an action figure kid. You can be an action figure adult, but an action figure yes. teen. Yeah. You no know, in between, you know, I have a memory of going when that first, um, uh, fantastic four movie came out. Was, oh gosh. Yeah. It's shit. Fucking okay. movie in retrospect. Okay. But, uh, so you were definitely a teenager. Yeah. This yeah. Time. And okay. I, I, a Walmart just opened up. We had like Bradley's forever and then it closed. And then I broke into it skateboarding while it was closed. I'll tell that story sometime. <laughs> and then what it opened badass. back up as a Walmart. I got, okay. I got in a lot of trouble. My dad, Threw, I'm sure my dad did. threw my skateboard into the cemetery. Um, Damn. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it became a Walmart. Oh, it became a Walmart. And uh, I remember when that Fantastic Four movie came out, I went there to get those. I was with buddies and they were kind of like looking at like, what are you going to do with those? You know? And I, I actually didn't, I wasn't, you know, I was like, I don't know how old it was, 16 at the time when that movie came out. Yeah. I wasn't going to play with them, but like. I still had They're fi- cool. I still had figures in my blood, man. And I was like, Me I, too. I, want them. I was I was the same way when the first X-Men movie came out. Yeah, dude. And I, have um, all I remember those being I remember being with my grandmother, which had a Toys R Us kind of close by where she lived at, and I picked them up. And uh, my older cousin and her friend that I had a crush on came over and I had no idea. And they totally caught me playing with them oh. in the bedroom, like doing the voices and everything. Oh man. Oh. No. I bet that makes your skin crawl to this day, <laughs> it dude. It does. It yeah. still does. I mean, you shouldn't uh, care, you know, no. but it, there is something. You're right. Taboo is a great way to describe it. But it, uh, Yes. It's unfortunate. Um, to wrap this section up, uh, keep your memories strong and let your figure flag fly high. That's right. You know? What's on your mind right now? So if you were like me, uh, growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, you were kind of like a junk food kid. Like if you saw something on TV that had a rad commercial or it looked remotely appetizing, you would beg your parents for it. Definitely. There's a reason for that, I believe. And I think that at least part of it is that laws have changed and they can't use like cartoon characters and stuff to market sugary food and junk food to kids. That's a good point. So back in the nineties, we had the peak of it where every fucking food had characters and mascots and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it was just as bad as like the cigarette commercials. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, uh, what's been on my mind is a forgotten snack from the very late nineties and like right in the cups of two thousands. Now let me know if you remember this. It's a snack called hot pockets, 
Toaster Breaks Pizza. Wow, no. I don't remember that at all. You don't? No. Oh, man. Okay. After we're done with this, I'm going to send you a link to the commercial <laughs> because it is outrageous. So, okay, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much what Hot Pockets Toaster Breaks um, is just like a toaster strudel that's filled with your basic like Hot Pocket content. That's my favorite kind of content. <laughs> Damn right. Especially when it's like boiling hot like lava. That's the best. The first bite of any Hot Pocket is going to destroy your fucking And then you mouth. can't taste anything afterwards. It's 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 kind of like a, an oxymoron. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but anyways, they had a, uh, a pepperoni flavor. They had a double cheese, a grilled cheese, a ham and cheese, even a Philly steak. A Philly cheese steak flavor. Well, let me ask you a question because they have those flavors for Hot Pockets. So what was the difference between this thing and a Hot Pocket? So like I said before, it's kind of like a toaster strudel. Oh. But it had like kind of a uh, – yeah, so it had kind of like a perforated like diagonal or like a center. Ready to be so broken when, in half. Yeah, exactly. So once it's done from the toaster, you would break it in half. But let's go back to the commercial. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. And, and you might remember this commercial after I ex- describe and explain it to you. So the commercial starts with like your basic looking mom, like 90s mom and her son. They're hanging out in the kitchen in front of a toaster like your mother and son always did in the 90s. And uh, the mother presented a Philly cheesesteak or in another one was a pepperoni pizza, like a full thing in her hands and says, this is a toaster and this is a pizza. And she tries to cram the pizza or the Philly cheesesteak into the toaster. Oh, this is coming back to me, dude. Right? Yeah. It's so strange. Like, especially the pepperoni pizza because it just looked disgusting when she tried to, like, cram it into the toaster because it was fake. I love that they still use sort of, like, violence in <laughs> commercials for food <laughs> and stuff in the 90s. Like, what is up with you that? You would never see it's that so shit anymore. Everything was exploding or slamming or getting smushed <laughs> or something. Like, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, now there's like a lot of ukulele and fucking... What's, and comedy, like yeah. really bad comedy. I don't understand it. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, man, that came back to me. You're still the you're still the nostalgia king, man. You still like always make me think of things. <laughs> My buddy said that too. He's like Bryce always thinks of shit that like I never fucking thought. You know, everybody's like X Men, Spider. You know, yeah. But you think of like, do you remember Hot Pocket Pizza? What? <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as you like hear about it or see it, you're like, fuck. Yeah. I do remember yeah. this. There's there's got to be a word for that. I mean, because it's more than nostalgia. It's it's almost like a. Like a blast of nostalgia, you know? There has to be a word for that blast. Nostalgia blast. (laughs) Got a blast. So I do remember seeing this commercial, and for some reason, like, I really, really wanted to try just a bite out of it. They just made it look appealing, even though it was definitely like a fake Philly cheesesteak and a fake pizza that the mother was cramming into this toaster. Um, But my mom finally brought a box home. And it was the pepperoni pizza. And I remember taking it out of it and reading the instructions. And it had to be in the toaster for at least eight minutes. Oh, in the toaster? Eight minutes in the toaster. How crazy is that? And we're, are we talking like a toaster, like a vertical toaster that you stick? Yeah, like that you put bread in. It's yeah, not like not a toaster oven, a toaster. Uh, no, wow, like a straight a up toaster. Long, you got to reset that thing like four times to get an eight minute, <laughs> right? So uh, the outside would always be super fucking hot, <laughs> just like a hot pocket. But the middle, where it was like kind of cut in half, was always frozen. Like no matter how long yeah. you put it in there. 
there. No matter if you flipped it over, put it in there sideways, it did not matter. It was always frozen. Because that toaster so is it, not – I don't know why they, they make toaster th- strudels and stuff that have meat in them because those vertical toasters – <laughs> are not meant for cooking meat, you know? No. So needless to say, this did not stay on the shelves very long. Like I think it was on the shelves for like five or six months and it was instantly pulled. That's, that's and never heard about yeah, it ever again. Yeah. That's probably that's probably why this is such a, uh, a nostalgia blast. Uh, a word <laughs> pending. Um, yeah, word pending. But uh, <laughs> because usually short-lived things are the things that give you that blast the hardest, you know? Because it's not yes. like, hey, do you remember Star Wars? Yeah, fuck yeah. you, idiot. You know, <laughs> this is this is hot pocket pizza toaster strudels, man. Yeah, nobody remembers this shit. But if you do remember it, please hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, we like, gotta, we gotta, we gotta get us all of us together. Maybe this was a, uh, what do they call that thing? Like a uh, collective consciousness. Everybody thinks they remember yes. something. You know, let us know. Yeah. Let us let us know that this is not collective consciousness and this is the real yeah. deal. <laughs> the Mandela effect. I'm scared. I don't know, guys. I'm scared. All right. Well, what's what else has been on your mind, Jamie? I've been thinking a lot a late lately about. Um, when I did get into gaming in the early stages of it, um, I mentioned in the first little in-betweener of mine that uh, I didn't get really into games until a bit later. Um, I, yeah. I grew up with the Sega Genesis, but I, I was really – and I liked it, but I was never you know, connected to it in, in the way okay. that kids are today or whatever. You know, I, I, I have a really easy time playing five minutes and turning it off and going back outside. You know, so yeah. I didn't get really into gaming until about uh, more more like mid nineties, like the PlayStation. Okay, so did you own a PlayStation, or did you have like a relative that owned a PlayStation? <clears throat> I got a PlayStation for Christmas, and it was like you know that N sixty four video of the kid screaming, PlayStation, I got it! Oh my god! <laughs> like screaming, you know, and um, because. We, you know, I like played Sega and it was fine, but they just did great marketing for the PlayStation. The commercial, same, same genre of um, in your face, kind of forcing in, it exactly upon you. the yes, same genre as your your, your, pre, your hot pockets. They, yeah, the same yes, way. Yeah, and um, so I've been thinking about those games a lot lately. And what my my first favorite game that I fell in love with was Crash Bandicoot. Yes. Um, in my life, I mean, like I said, I, my, the, it's not the first game I played. I had a Sega. I played uh, Streets of Rage a lot. I played a lot of Looney Tune games on, on but that But this console. is like, you know, the first mascot, the first, first kind of game that you really yeah. fell in love with. Yeah, like I didn't even really care. I played Mario by that time, but I sure. didn't really care for him. I, you know, whatever. But Crash Bandicoot. I was obsessed, and his marketing was just like the oh, I uh, loved it. the hot pocket thing. Like there was okay. So first of all, if you hadn't seen it. Um, the Crash Bandicoot marketing primarily focused on a costumed character. Yeah, like, like a, literally was, a mascot. Yeah, like a mascot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was a mascot of Crash Bandicoot, but the, the head would be cut out around the teeth so you could see the guy wearing its face. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was always, you know, like it was always kind of like grody and violent, the commercials. It was. Like, um, video it was game like very sarcastic. And yeah. I mean, here, if you've never seen a, a video game commercial from the mid-90s, it, I'll, I'll give you a generic one. Here it okay. is. This is this is a computer writing a '90s uh, <laughs> video game commercial. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's violin, and you're in the chamber, the dining chamber of this really rich family's house, and there's violin, mm-hmm. and some guy is cutting his steak really daintily, and then all of a sudden you hear wow, guitar lick. <laughs> Boom, yes. door blasts open and it's a kid and he's playing Crash Bandicoot and he has his 
fucking uh, long sleeve shirt tied around his waist. Yes. The grunge kind of look. Yeah. He presses square and Crash does a spin. And that spin from the TV boom, launches into the dining <laughs> hall of that rich thing guy's face. And all of his food blasts into his face. From and his the plate. dishes go everywhere. Yeah. And the music's like. And the kid maybe runs up on the table and like kicks some drinks down and stuff like that. And then it goes to the butler and he's like, would you like a doggy bag? And then it, you know, it ends. That was 90s video game commercials. Just like hectic, violent. Um, a lot of it was similar to like when we talked about uh, in the past gross out toys those commercials yeah, that's, that's were a good always point. sort of like really in your face in your face and they were telling you like, way, like that your family sucks for some yeah. reason so like yeah um, so that was that was uh 90s video gaming commercials and the peak of it for me was Crash Bandicoot. It was the first like mascot character I loved. It was the first video game I really fell in love with. I spent a lot of hours playing it. Um, I drew him all the time when oh, I was I sitting bet. there. Supposed, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so recently, they not too recently, I'm a couple years off but um, I usually am with games these days. I finally got oh, around too. to playing the remastered HD version Very uh, nice. of Crash Bandicoot and they have captured the audio perfectly. They didn't change it at all. It's the same audio. Yeah, It's the same levels. They play exactly the same, except they look way better. And um, it's still just as fun. But let me tell you something. What was the last time you played Crash Bandicoot? Honestly, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was about three or four months ago. I hooked up the, yeah. the PSX and played a little bit of Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Part one? Did you play part one? Yes. Okay. So for those of you who don't remember, because he's a cartoon character and he's like cutesy and all of his commercials are bong, 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 <laughs> like we were just talking about, it is fucking hard, bro. There are moments where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get past this. Yeah, yeah. And part of the reason why I picked it up, not only nostalgia and wanting to revisit this character I love so much, but I was like, you know what? There's... There's two action buttons, you know, there's X to jump, there's square to do your spin yep. kick. So I wanted to pick, pick a game where I didn't have to learn a bunch of shit. Like I, I played a lot of games in the past couple of years that I loved, like Breath of the Wild oh, yeah. and Witcher 3 and stuff, but there's so much to fucking learn. You know, it's like actually learning a talent to play some it of these is. games. It's, it's much different than what it used to be. Yeah. So I just wanted to pick up a game that, oh, Crash Bandicoot, perfect. It's nostalgic. It's colorful. Very limited buttons. The game is unfucking forgiving, <laughs> dude. It is unforgiving. <laughs> there is this level that uh, when you get just past the first island, um, it's you're running straight across a bridge hanging you know, hundreds of thousands of feet over the Himalayas mm -hmm. or whatever. And, you know, obviously a couple of the planks are missing. Oh. Uh, the discolored ones break when you stand on them. I do remember them, yeah. And so you have to you have to jump and then to the next one, then to yes. the next one. But the problem is, is there is no we didn't have good depth perception in games by the PlayStation no. 1 era. So a small jump versus a big jump versus a medium jump is indistinguishable <laughs> because, you know, and you have to be able to you do to that to get past right. this level. You have to time it just right. If you jump too short, you're going to land on the one that breaks. You're going to fall. Right. Bro, I replaying this game, I played that level maybe... 7,000 times. Oh my, did you get past it though? Conservative. I finally did. And once I beat that I, that second island, I was like, I don't know if this is the game I want to play. I'm over this. <laughs> well, because I, I just remember loving it so much as a kid, but I actually felt like I was going to have a heart attack or something as an adult. <laughs> yes. Um, so, 
maybe if I was better at games, because I don't play them so much anymore, I wouldn't be saying this. But uh, Crash Bandicoot, love him as character, love his crazy, bonky, bonkers, attitude. 90s attitude, <laughs> attitude. And, you know, promotions and stuff, his ratitude. But this in-betweener, my friends, is best left in Nostalgia Land, for me personally. Okay, you heard it first from J-Dog. J-Dog reporting live. Uh, <laughs> wait, what was my thing? Shit. <laughs> you got other things plugging up your mind lately, man? Well, um... Earlier we mentioned toys, and I mentioned that I had some play sets. And um, I really didn't have too many. I think I had four or five play sets throughout my entire childhood. But there are two in particular that I still love and I wish I had today. And please, please tell me you remember these. They're from the probably mid-90s. They're Fisher Price play sets, The Great Adventures Castle and The Great Adventures Pirate Ship. Yeah. Yes. You yes, do remember these. Yes. yes. Oh, thank you. They goodness. had the okay. tiny, they weren't tiny, but they were like, you know, two inch figures with articulated arms yes. and had big swords. Uh huh. Like they were like knights and pirates and. Oh my God. What a fucking cool line, dude. Yes. Again. They you killed just bla- it. You just, it was just did a blast again, man. Sorry. I didn't mean that's to blast nostal- you no, with no, Nostalgia. No, <laughs> 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 All right. Th- we definitely have to pick a name for that because saying I didn't okay. mean to blast you isn't, isn't, doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't. Hey, it I'm doesn't. about to blast you. I'm about to um, blast you with nostalgia. <laughs> but dude, wow. this castle yeah. like was the end-all, be-all playset. And who knew that it came from Fisher-Price? Because back in the day when I heard Fisher-Price, I think like preschool. I think like kids from the age of like – one to three, yeah, and nothing those in between. Those big plastic playhouses and those those red cars with the yellow roofs. You know, you think of those big hunky plastic. There's just nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. really cool that comes from them once you're a toddler. But this blew everything away. I had no idea this was coming. I received the castle for Christmas. I was probably four or five and uh i was really into power rangers so you know the castle instantly became the power rangers like headquarters i used <laughs> other figures but the yeah, castle had great. like two trap doors it had like a, a working drawbridge like two catapults a dungeon dude I, I i have a pretty recent memory of this because uh where the ch- uh, the chapel where i got married uh-huh. um is attached to where i went to preschool Oh, and, really? Uh, That's yeah. cool. So, you know, while we were waiting for the ladies and the, uh, you know, everybody else in attendance to show up, me and my dad and my best man and uh, my groomsman, we were down in the basement of my old preschool. And there's <laughs> photographs of the four of us sitting there playing with this playset in our suits. <gasps> really? Yeah. Dude, I want to see this. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull, I'll pull that me. one out. I'll pull that one out. Yeah. Okay. It, what a great Man. set. Yeah. I had I, I had the Pirates and the Knights one when I was a kid. Did they make any others? or? Um, I don't think so. I think they just like remade these like five or so years later. I think it was late 90s, early 2000. And then they came out again in like 2008. It was just all remake. Pretty much. Did they look exactly the same? Yeah. I mean, it just looks a little more smoother, a little brighter, uh, a little more modern. But, but yeah, I, I wish I still had mine. And nothing is cooler than owning the castle when, uh, you know, six months later for my brother's birthday, he gets the pirate ship. Like, oh uh, boy. Okay. Okay. Right here. This is a, I know this oh, is Oh, you a, found it. This is an audio medium, but <laughs> Dude, here's the photo. Yes. It would be you so hard that? not to take that. That's me right there. <laughs> and actually, I, if you, you can't really see, but 
That's my buddy Rob there, and he's okay. putting a he's putting a Batman down the chute of the castle. I've done and that I, so many times. I've got a GI Joe right over here, so they were great to uh, to put other figures in for sure. Absolutely, like even though the the figures that came with it were very small, the regular size action figures could fit in the castle perfectly. So hey, yeah, uh, so did, did, so you at one point you said because your brother got one, and I assume you had the other. So did at any point did you have both at the same time? Yes. It was probably like six months after we got the castle. So we play with them together. You have them go to war or what? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who won? Pirates or knights? I went all knights because, I mean, the castle was given to me. It was was for my Christmas present. But, yeah, I went knights all the time. Kids love knights. But pirates are fucking rad too. Yeah. And as an adult, I'm like, I'm going to be a fucking pirate. I don't want to pay taxes. But as a kid, (laughs) you're like... They got big swords as a knight. Yeah, they're pretty... And they're black. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. all the black yeah. armor. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Enough of the, the blasting of nostalgia. That was a, that was worth it because that was a blast, as we were just saying. That that <laughs> that did that thing where it flashes to you. Because you, know, you know what's funny is I don't... You know, a little a little breaking kayfabe here for the listeners. Um, uh, anybody, if any of you have a podcast, I don't know if you guys organize it this way. We sometimes take notes on what we want to talk about before we do it, and we share mm-hmm. it so we can both see it. You wrote uh, the Fisher Price, blah 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 blah. But all I read was the first two words, and I was like, "Oh, it's like the kid junk toys." I'm not gonna remember that. But then <laughs> it was the thing Blasting I loved. Yet. Yeah, Blasting that was a blast. Yet. All right, we got we got to work on that word though. You know, when we have these discussions like this about toys. And video games and things that got us really excited uh, when we were kids. I cannot escape the memories of uh, fast food promos. Oh, me and neither. I, of course I think because they were so uh, accessible. I've had conversations with a lot of um, nostalgia junkies like us on the internet that, you know, a lot of people say that some of their favorite toys from their memory were fast food promos and fast food premiums. Okay. I mean, even my three that I carried around, one of them was from McDonald's. It was a Spider-Man. That's true, yeah. Because um, they were so accessible. They came free with food. You know, It wasn't like, oh, I have to beg my dad to get me the fucking Ecto-1. <laughs> That's like, you know, $30 in 1992 money. And sometimes money. they banged super hard. Sometimes they were like some of the best yes, toys. exactly, exactly. And uh, so I can't ever escape that and, and, you know, McNugget Buddies and all the great Disney promos that McDonald's had and stuff. But I think that in the realm of nostalgia – uh, my one of I think the underdog, the true underdog, working class hero of promos was Pizza Hut. <laughs> I like where you're going with this. And yes, the okay, thing about okay. Pizza Hut, okay, McDonald's, you they win on the grounds that they had the most rad lines of toys available, but just consistency. They they oh, have yeah. not been. They have not had toys unavailable in fucking decades. I know. And it's funny because as a kid, like, I would be excited for whatever was coming next, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's next month. Where are the new toys at? Yeah, like, I wonder what the next thing's going to be. And sometimes they were crap. But you have to respect McDonald's um, in the realm of nostalgia. You have to respect their hustle of making sure that a new toy was out every fucking you know, every week, every two yeah, weeks, every three Pizza weeks. Yeah, but Pizza Hut, I can agree yeah. with you that they were the underdog because sometimes they had toys that were like low-key, super rad. And their yeah. promos were always super fun. Yeah. So the reason why I think that 
Pizza Hut is the working class underground hero of of fast food promotions is because they don't they did quality over quantity. Yes, Instead of having a promo every month for the the business year, they would do like one or two a year. Mm-hmm. And when they did them, they were fucking serious. Yes. Um, and I'm going to name a few of those that I love so much. And okay. if, you, if you have any memories of the ones that I mentioned, shout them out. And if you have memories of some that I don't remember, shout them out as okay, well. Okay. Sounds good. Let's um, do this. Because I only I – have, I, I have three in my head that I want to talk about. I know there's more, but there's only three that I have like – I think can blow any other fast food promotion out the water. Um, okay. Number one is the Casper promotion for uh, the live action film. The little puppets. Yep. We talked about this in an episode of the podcast like a long time ago. We did a Halloween episode and, and we talked about this promotion a bit. So I don't want to talk too much about it. But yeah, you should just go listen to that episode. That is a very good episode. <laughs> yeah, Eli, is. Eli is in that. So that's a really good one. Um, but yeah, uh, just to touch on it, it's these really premium puppets that went on your hand and they were made out of like this kind of soft rubber, uh, rubber not, yeah. not boggling soft, but no, like, no. you know, you could bend them and move them and stuff. Yeah. A little, like you would but actually they probably get dark. That's if somebody, like, they were hard and they were soft, but hard enough. If somebody winged one in your face, you'd get a little hurt. Definitely. And you know, there was Casper, Stinky, Fatso, and uh, what's the last one? Stinky? You already stinky, say that? No, Stinky, Fat stretch. and Stretch. Stretch is the one. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to go back down the tapes and see who got that first, but I think that was a, <laughs> a clencher. This is a um, bit of a delay. I'm pretty sure I yeah, got it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. I'm not too sure. And if I edit this one, I'll probably nudge myself a little bit ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, so you had uh, Casper and his uh, three uncles available. Um Wonderful puppets, super premium. About oh, yeah. I don't know six inches tall, four five inches tall. Mm-hmm. I don't know, hard to say. But the really commercials premium. killed it. The commercials were amazing. They, yes. they got the real voice actor, and they you know it was him flying in and out of the building, and the uncles All were CGI, there. CGI like CGI oof. slamming down pizzas and shit. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you know I have personal memories of wanting to put together a puppet show with these for my kindergarten class and <laughs> and just landing on my face with that again um if you want to live one of my lowest moments in life you can revisit <laughs> the halloween commercial episode and i'll tell you all about that failed puppet it, show it can't be as bad as getting uh, caught playing with toys when you're 15 well i got caught playing with toys when i was like 18 or something once okay. you know i wasn't okay. going to mention that but you know i'm helping you out here <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> The time I'm thinking about, it, I might have I might have stopped just in time, but uh, it's it's weird. Like when you're that age, you know, getting caught whacking off and getting caught playing with toys are kind of like in the same level, you know, of shame. That's so true. <laughs> you, do, you just like don't want to get caught doing either, and like I think depending on who's walking in, I think I'd rather get caught jacking off at you know, <laughs> you know at a certain age, <laughs> depending on what toy I have. Mom, you get know. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! In, anyway, uh, another great promo from Pizza Hut is in the same vein as uh, the Casper, those really premium puppets. They had mm-hmm. a, a promo for Flipper. 
Oh, Matt, I forgot the about these. Yeah, these were awesome. See, you just had a blast. Yes. Um, we're going to, I think it's turning into having a blast, but. <laughs> there we go. I'm whatever. cool with it. Um, yeah, so these flipper toys, you know, for the for the flipper movie, I think it was, was it Elijah Wood in that movie? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. They, had, they they went all out with, with the promotion for that one as well. It was just, just as bangs, just as hard as the Casper movie. The only thing is people seem to like the Casper movie more and it was Halloween and it was fun and stuff like that. The flipper one didn't go over so big, so people don't remember this toy line with as much fondness as they do with the, with the Casper, Casper one. That makes sense. Um, but they were great. You get Flipper, he's like, it's half of them, and he actually, not only is he a puppet, but he squirts water out of his dolphin <laughs> I do hole. remember that. Yes. Um, there was like a hammerhead shark available, a couple Weird. other, you know, aquatic um, puppets that weren't really necessarily in the film, but just other sharks and shit just like that. Sell. Whatever. Um, and I have a memory of uh, of carrying the uh, carrying the, again carrying them around with me, but I did carry those around with me, and uh, I remember uh, really vivid memories with those. They were pretty cool, man. I remember taking them out to like oh another baseball memory, taking them to the baseball field. Something about baseball, I hated it so much that I was like, I got to bring a toy just to be safe. I need some comfort just to cope with it. With it. Um, so that was a, that was a super good uh, uh, Pizza Hut promo. And yeah. I'm going to – I have to – the next one I want to mention, also very rad, but I want to put an asterisk next to it and I'm okay. going to get to the asterisk at the end. Uh, it was the Johnny Quest promo. You've talked about this before. Do you remember this one? Oh, yes. did I talk about this one? You, you um, did because you said you were super disappointed. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. As an adult – so they were the size of uh, – you know like the muscle figures from the 80s? Those yeah, got, super like super small. Super small. Like, um, an inch maybe. Muscular – yeah, about an inch, and they're like muscle, muscular alien wrestlers, and they usually are one color, like a beige color. Um, yeah, he's got one right there. Well, that's the new one. That's Jake the Snake, definitely. <laughs> um, but they turned out to be about that size, and the, the Johnny Quest figures said it. That is very uh, disappointing. But the thi- it, which would be fine because they still looked cool and they were painted well, and it was cool that they had like a genuine Hanna Barbera property. Mm-hmm. Um, but they shot him so close in the commercial. <laughs> they looked massive. <laughs> I, I, and, and I lived, bro, because we lived through Casper and we lived through um, Flipper at Pizza Hut. So we're like, dude, Pizza Hut is going to give us a 12-inch fucking action figure. <laughs> like, this is impossible. Because <laughs> you saw how hard they went in the past and you're like, no, this is that's a big toy. It at yeah. least looked average toy size. Go back to the commercial. They took up the whole screen. and They, they really they did. Didn't, they didn't put any kid holding them or anything. They just, you know, so I was so fucking excited, um, bullshitted about reading all these books so I could get my Pizza Hut points <laughs> and, you know, went to Pizza Hut Asked if they had the Johnny Quest stuff, was given a thumbs up, um, you know, asked, oh, do you want Haji or Johnny Quest? Uh, you go fucking figure it out. Yeah. Haji, of course. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she brought out the, pe- the fucking little guy. It was an inch You're tall. Like, what, is this it? What is but this? I, well, I was never, uh, you know, I think a lot of people probably think this of themselves, but I was I was never like a brat or anything. I never uh-huh. complained or anything. So I my... My disappointment didn't manifest in like, I was just like, oh, man. Just disappointment. I found like, I think maybe that's a thing with my um, astrological sign. I feel like I don't often, even to this day, uh, with disappointment, I almost never go to anger or no matter what, I almost always go to sadness. Were you Uh, Pisces? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Is that part of it? I, I believe it is. I'm oh, a Leo, wow. so. Wow. Because that's, that's that's what I do, man. Good. And that's exactly <laughs> Like, things that I could be mad about, I just get sad about them and stuff. So, yeah. it was the same thing. Like, I wasn't, like, shitty and, like, telling my parents, like, I want to go to KB Toys. These are smaller than I thought. I was just, like. Just disappointed. Well, I guess I got to get more small action figures for him to hang out with. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm kind of sad that you did miss one. You you missed one sweet promo. Oh, tell me about it. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure surprised. I, remember, I thought it was going to be your are... third. Okay, it was just like Casper and Flipper. They were puppets, oh. but they were for Land Before Time. Oh, you yes, remember yes, these? Yes, yes, I can yes, smell yes. them. I can smell it, dude. They, these puppets. I say this all the time. I'm so fucking glad you said that. They had a smell. Yes, not a bad one. Actually, one that I am. I'm I'm constantly hunting down that smell. <laughs> Me too. Now that's the blast I need. <laughs> that's about, and actually you did, that was a little blast. I did momentarily forget about those land before time puppets, but um, that's yes, small blast there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that smell actually. And so I ordered a. I I've lost my or I didn't lose it, but it my Casper puppet from Pizza Hut is buried so deep in my parents uh, in a toy box in my parents basement why that, like what it, are you doing I actually for the past like year I've been like I'm gonna go there and empty that whole box out and get the stuff I need and throw the broken stuff away and stuff yeah. I've never gotten around to it but that's that's Man. coming up soon definitely okay because um, there's stuff I gotta get from there I have the whole line of uh, Ninja Turtle Universal Monsters in there whoa uh, so I, I got I know for a fact I got them all so I, ha- I have to get down there I am so surprised you don't have those out for Halloween man well, I'm telling you because I'm because disappointed now. I'm, I feel just as disappointed as you did in that Johnny Quest I know, tour. I know, I know. Well, I'll tell you what happened with that was the in that period of time where you become a teenager, you stop thinking about this stuff. It ends up in. Bo- I'm just lucky it's still there. You know, I'm lucky it didn't get thrown out because there was, you know, a chunk of my teenage years where like I didn't give a shit about any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's why that's down there in the first place. Like I was too busy skateboarding and I think about girls and stuff like it. that. So they're on the bottom of this buck bucket and box and I know it's down there along with my Casper. That's the reason why I brought that up in, in, in the beginning. And I don't I didn't I knew I wasn't gonna get down there, so I wanted one of those Caspers to display for Halloween. So I ordered one on eBay. It was still wrapped. It wasn't open. <gasps> I opened it up when it showed up because I wanted that smell. Did it? smell it wasn't there oh no i know however i didn't i don't collect very many of these because i'm not crazy about it mm-hmm. but i got a funko pop um and what, which one not, which character uh the juggernaut from that oh nice my he's my favorite comic book villain but um, does, do they smell I, i've never no the one. normal ones don't okay but the juggernaut is a bobblehead one. So his head is hollow. Uh-huh. And if you put your nose up to the opening of the <laughs> bobblehead, you will get a Casper Pizza Hut promo 1996 blast like never fucking Ooh. before. Yeah. I mean, that's that, you know how people about. say they like the smell of like unusual things like gasoline or um, bicycle tires or something like that. Or like, yeah. you know, mine is Casper Puppet Pizza Hut promo <laughs> from 95. You know what? Fuck we should man. start a group because I, I am know. too. We Here can't we be go. the only – I'm so glad you said that, dude, because I think about that all the time, man. <laughs> I really do. You should design a shirt and then I will get it printed. 
yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Why not? And maybe, maybe like it won't really look like Casper. It'll look like an off version, like a pizza's, <laughs> like a pizza restaurant. If they had a ghost on their on their yes. top of their pizza box, and it'd be like, "Do you remember this smell?" And that's what it'll say <laughs> in like red font, like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is font perfect. from the bodega. That oh, is perfect. All right. Well, we're gonna make that shirt, folks. So look out for that. It's an in betweener right. exclusive. <laughs> betweener, um, wiener, wienerville. What's it, man? I, I that's all I really want to say about the pizza promos i think it's the underdog it's the working class champion it's always forgotten about and overlooked but uh they went for quality over quantity every time and i appreciate it this is this is a nostalgia that uh not only is good in the past it is worth revisiting so (laughs) if you get your hands on one for cheap on ebay try to try to track that scent down keep tracking it down round us off what are you thinking about here's our my last thought for this in-betweener so Another nostalgia blast, hopefully, for you. Do you remember this show? It was on during ABC Family's 13 Days of Halloween or 13 Nights of Halloween. It was called Real Scary Stories. Oh, man. Okay, tell me a little more because it's like, it's it's not quite I'll give you a little more. I'll give you a little more here. So, Real Scary Stories is an American TV show that allowed kids to tell their paranormal stories. And um, it was also kind of focused on folklore and like firsthand experiences. And, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a prototype ghost hunters. Was it? Was <laughs> it kids way. telling stories to the camera that they were claiming really happened to them, like uh, celebrity ghost stories, yes. like that kind of thing? So here's where it gets kind of okay. hairy. The pilot episode was kind of like unsolved mysteries Great show. in a way that like things would be reenacted. There are a lot of voiceovers, a lot of different interviews and stuff about the whole situation. And then the rest, the remainder of the 12 episodes were all kid based. Like the kid would tell the story or the kids would go and investigate different cryptids or paranormal events or haunted houses or whatever. It was very strange. Did you like that as a kid or did you find that to be bullshit? Um, as a kid, I was kind of fascinated with okay. it. This kind of sparked my interest in like the unknown, the the paranormal world, yeah. and but uh, when you get when I rewatched it at least, when you get closer to the end of the the whole series, which is only like thirteen or fourteen episodes, it gets really shitty, like really cheesy. You could definitely tell things were set up. Like I don't know, it was pretty bad. When you were a kid, did you find? relatability in kid heroes sometimes it it depends you know what i mean by that like uh yes yeah i i always found and even as a kid which kind of sucks i whenever there was a kid hero in a movie or a show i was always like that's a kid like what he can't do that he's not gonna you know what i mean like i couldn't get behind (laughs) it like this like what kid's gonna find fucking bigfoot you know, you That's got a true. bunch of. Get a it's, bunch funny, of it's funny that you say that because they do have an episode where a group of kids try to go looking for Bigfoot. Now, are they are they doing this under the guise that it's reality? Like they're walking through yes. the woods for real? There, it's not like okay, all right. So, Obvious, so here, let, yeah. let me give you a few stories that I actually found interesting. Yeah, that came out of the show. So, mind you, the first episode was actually shot pretty well. It, like I said, it kind of reminds me of Unsolved Mystery uh, flow and uh, structure. Yeah. But uh, most of these happen afterwards. But they were all shot in this really weird, bad angles. The Blair Witch Project came out soon before this, like right before this. So Mm. the first episode looks legit. The rest of it was trying to be a parody or a form of the Blair Witch Project. So a lot of bad angles for whatever reason. But anyway, here are a few stories that I did find interesting. 
One was called Rest in Peace. And it's about a teenager. He receives this antique bed that's supposedly haunted. And uh, I guess their parents went to an an auction and found this bed. And I guess the the son needed a, a bed frame. But the first night he slept in it. He kept feeling like somebody was watching him. And then in the middle of the night, he woke up to somebody like – felt like somebody was sitting on the bed, but nobody was there. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you your, your first mistake is buying the uh, haunted bed. Um, that's the first <laughs> yes. thing you did wrong. Yep. <laughs> uh, next thing you did wrong is sleep in it. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. This is great. Thanks, Ma. Thanks for this haunted, <laughs> splintery-ass Victorian-era bed. It was Victorian. Holy shit. What? What? I think you've seen this. I, it just, I could, you know what I mean? It just writes itself. There's no way it could have been anything else. You know? Speaking of writing, so one night they decide that they're going to put like a, a piece of paper and a pen on the bed and say like, hey, write to us. And they came back a couple hours later to a message that said Danny Seven. Danny Seven. Danny Seven. So they freaked out, obviously, broke the bed into pieces, and sent it back to the auction where somebody like actually bought it and enjoyed the experiences. Was I'm sorry, but did I? I wonder if I missed something. Did Danny Seven mean anything? Was that somebody's name or something? What they believe is that uh, the Danny Seven died of like smallpox or something in that bed. So now he haunts the bed. I don't know. It's just like some story they try to come up with third mistake you made is sleeping in the smallpox bed um (laughs) i don't think that goes away i think that stays in the fabric especially if you're You're probably right especially if you're a kid in the 90s who for some reason is sleeping on a victorian age bed that's stuffed with like leaves and wood chips what do they sleep on in victorian era i think feathers yeah (laughs) chicken feathers i don't know a lot of chickens dude Anyway, so the the next one's called Haunted Home Video. And this one did come from the first episode. It was rather interesting. So a family got a brand new camera recorder. And they went out to like a park or whatever, just like a family gathering. And they were shooting them swinging and running around and stuff. And when they brought it home to, to watch the footage, they noticed that when they slowed it down a certain part, it looked like somebody was there that like was not a part of the family. Hell yeah. So it kind of freaked them out. And for a few years, they said, like, we caught a, a ghost on camera. And then the show that we're talking about, Real Scary Stories, took that footage to an expert to get it analyzed. And the expert's like, I don't know what to say about this. This can't be reproduced. Like, there's no way. So I think you did catch something. And they believe that it was a ghost of a Civil War, a Civil War soldier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was pretty interesting to, to watch and see everybody's reactions there's uh, a lot to, of, the, to the there's video. There's a lot of Victorian ghosts and there's a lot of Civil War ghosts. Civil War. What is up with that? Especially in the 90s. Where's the 90s ghosts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they at? Where's the ghost with the like bootleg beavers and butthead shirt? You know <laughs> or the I mean? Bart Bart shirts? I guess if you have a bootleg Bart shirt and you die, you're you're just enough at peace with the world where you're okay with leaving, you know? That's true. Not remaining. That's a pretty good point, J Dog. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a scary story. Uh you ever have a dream that the pants start walking? You know what, what? I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think I, I had a dream once as a, a kid. Is this a wet dream? I had a dream once as a kid where I was sitting in my living room with my parents and they're on the couch watching TV and all of a sudden this pair of jeans walks into the room with nobody in it and we all just start <laughs> screaming and crying, you know? What? Yeah. You ever have a dream that like that? That's terrifying. No, I, I've never had I a dream asked like a friend, that. I told a friend this story, but he said he had that same dream. So I, I wonder... Really? Yeah. And then a couple years later, somebody, neither of us, made a meme. About it? That said, 
said, everybody gangster till the pants start walking. And it's a picture of pants walking into the room. Whoa. So there is a faction of people in this world that occasionally have dreams that pants uninhibited with people will just walk into the room. That's crazy. Yeah. Now I'm going to have a nightmare about that tonight. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. When the pa- and it's 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 going to be scary as hell. It's going to be in your childhood home in the living room. And Stop. you're going to be sitting on the ground watching Simpsons at nighttime. And Damn it. all of a sudden the pants are going to walk into the room. And then we just all ah, screaming ah, and crying. Yeah. <laughs> when you get up and back away and just try to run from the pants. This is terrifying. I want to write this into a horror movie. Yeah, I do too. Uh, some way, some way. But yeah, that's real scary stories for you. They used to have all the episodes on YouTube. They've taken them down. I have 12 of the 13. So I think around the holiday season when we do our bogus, bogus Halloween, I will release some of this on the website. That's a good idea. This is because I think that will be a blast for people. One of those things that a lot of people <laughs> don't remember and will give them that little zap. Maybe we'll call it Here a zap. Go. I think zaps. I like a zap. Zap's cool, zap right? A little less sexual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go with that. And also because there was a recycling puppet that used to come to my school and put on a show, and his name was Zap. So it's kind of I a like perfect, that. a perfect homage. Well, I think this was a great in betweener, man. I agree. I really enjoyed this. I feel like. I learned a lot. I zapped a lot. I blasted a lot. I mean, it's always a good time hanging yeah, with J-Dog. Dude. Well, this is uh, J-Dog floating above somewhere over Spaceship Earth. Logging That's out. It? Thanks for having you me, man. It. Log it out. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more about Forever Bogus and hear more episodes of the Forever Bogus podcast, just follow us on Instagram, forever underscore bogus, and on Facebook. And uh, I think we're going to do more episodes like this, Jamie. I think it's perfect. I think so, yeah. This was great. I I can't wait for uh, in between our number two. I already have like 50 things I could talk about. (laughs) How perfect. We'll get started as soon as we're done with this one. Hell (laughs) yeah. Well, until then, always remember to be kind. Rewind. Oh, shit. Is that right? Be kind, rewind. Oh, yeah. Yep. And stay bogus. I think we should keep that. I don't think we should go back and redo that. I think we should keep that little fumble there. Okay. All right. And we should keep this, too. The best podcast in the universe. We got the host, Rash Shoemaker. Nothing like Babe Ruth candy bars. Any takers in Austin, all the VHS tapes. I'm feeling really great. I'm hoping y'all great. Flea markets. Yes, one for a nickel. Complain about Rwanda sounding Angelica Pickles, watching P&P, maybe Malcolm in the middle, sail on Gary the Snail, Mr. McNeely, I hope one of these days you can bring me my mail, E-Count, Shakula, you Hoover, Oda Pale Ales, you want doper than diamonds, I got my bling with sales, thinking I'm a gear, ride us like we're still a prevail, I got no rhymes for the VHS community, got some lunch meat for you Nimrods, Rat Game, Steve Jobs, on that PT style, the distant, eat my socks, Ox, Dragon Slayer, modify with